0: running lift off we have a let I think
1: $1,100 on the line for this gas contest, and if it is, the person doesn't win, it's it's $1,200 at five. We'll find out if it's going up to $1,200 here in a little bit. Stick around. It's Eric Erickson. Welcome. Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number, if you want to be a part of the program, 404-872-0750, 800 wsb Talk is the number. We are standing by for more information about the hurricane. Here's what I can tell you. You, uh thus far contraflow is in effect uh, from savannah up to macon there have been traffic jams along the way although it's starting to wind down now uh fewer people now on the roads uh, because it looks like uh, georgia is going to be spared outside the so-called cone of uncertainty now uh but the, you're still going to have winds and coastal flooding as it goes up the coast, it is no longer a major hurricane. Uh, it, it is, it's not a tropical storm. It's still a hurricane. It's still packing a punch. It's still moving slow, which means it's dropping a lot of rain, but, but it is not the massive event that it had been, uh, pray for the people of the Bahamas though. In all seriousness, pray for the people of the Bahamas. It is a mess down there. Uh, You know, the Bahamas typically in hurricanes, talking to a lot of people, uh, friends of mine who have been down there, some of whom live down there, some of whom have homes. Uh, I know two people who have their own islands in the Bahamas. No, I've never been. They've never invited me, but I know them. And what I've heard repeatedly over the years when I've asked about hurricanes and whatnot is that uh, the way the Bahamas work, the, the water is actually very shallow there. And the downside is that when a hurricane stays, as we've seen, um, when it uh, pulls up more water, the water is warm until it's rained enough. It cools down the underlying water uh, and then the hurricane begins to weaken. And that's what we've seen here. The hurricane stuck around, was stayed very, very strong until the water started cooling down. And now it's beginning to weaken and, and move itself on. It's a, a cycle that hurricanes repeat. But they've never really worried about storm surges in the Bahamas. They've never worried about storm surges because the water is so shallow around there. They worried more about the wind and the effects of the wind, which is why the Bahamas have very, very, very strong building codes when it comes to wind and how houses have to be built. Uh, Many houses go above code in the Bahamas because of that. But this storm brought with it, because of its strength, a very, very large storm surge. And it's something, if you've seen some of the videos coming out of the Bahamas, people on the second floors of their already elevated houses with waves at the windows. Um, the houses built very sturdy because of the wind concern, but never contemplating storm surges as big as they've seen in the Bahamas, which makes it not a not a good storm. Now, already there are attempts out there to try to tie this to climate
2: change. Chris Wallace
1: this weekend with Rick Scott, the senator from Florida.
2: Uh, you have expressed misfeel- mixed feelings over the years about climate change and about the role that human activity plays, but it, it sure seems like these hurricanes are getting bigger stronger more intense do you see a connection
0: well first off we know climates changing um, and we know our storms seem to be getting bigger I mean just in, the, in with the last four years as governor I had four of them now we have them my first year out as governor so we don't know what the cause is but we've got to react to it so as governor I mean we put money into dealing with things like sea you know sea level rise uh, more mitigation and, and things like that so we've got to continue to figure this out
1: now the problem here is that it actually isn't true. Now I know a lot of people think about that; I think it is true. But let me give you a list of the the Category Five hurricanes: uh, Dorian of September this year, Michael of October of last year hit South Georgia; Maria of September of two thousand seventeen, and Irma of September two thousand seventeen uh, w- went in different locations, and you had Matthew in October of two thousand sixteen. Well, then what? And by the way, Matthew never really even impacted um, he, he impacted some parts of the U.S., but not a lot. But then you've got to go to 2007. You had two in 2007, and then 2005 you had four. In 2004 you had one, in 2003 you had one, and then you got to go all the way back to 1988, and then 1992, and then 1989, and then 1988, and then 1980, and 79, 70. Yeah, you, you get my point. You can't really say that these things are tied to, uh, to global warming and to climate change. Uh, you had this year thus far one. Last year you had one. The year before you had two. Um, and, you know, if you go back to 2005, for example, you had four Category 5 storms. You can't really align them precisely in that way. Uh, You can't say it. In fact, here's Roy Spencer talking about this particular issue and how hurricanes are related to climate change.
2: The atmosphere is warming up. I think probably, based on the theory, uh, over 50% of that is due to humans. But the warming is very slow. And warm waters is only one part of hurricane formation, okay? Uh, In order to have a hurricane, most of the tropics, most of the tropics all the time during the summer are capable of producing or supporting a major hurricane, what's usually missing is a pre-existing disturbance. For instance, most of the hurricanes we get started out as African easterly waves that come off of Africa, south of the Sahara Desert. That's where most of them come from, the disturbances. So you need that, but you, even more important, you need low wind shear. So you've got these different ingredients you have to have. It's kind of like tornadoes. You know, you have to have a special mixture of certain ingredients. It's not just sea surface temperature. Otherwise, we'd be having major hurricanes all over the tropics, and we don't. They're a relatively rare phenomenon. So, yeah, sea surface temperatures are important, but statistically, like I said, if you look at the data going back over 100 years, you really can't support increasing hurricane activity with the increasing sea surface temperatures that we actually are seeing.
1: Correct. And you will also recall that we had a massive lull in the number of hurricanes Uh, For a number of years, this country had no hurricanes impact the nation in the last decade. Was that climate change as well or or not? Was there no climate change in the last decade? The media is in this rush to tie everything to climate change in the same way the media rushes in about gun control. We'll get to that topic as well. But here's what you need to know. You cannot tie this hurricane to climate change. uh, And to suggest otherwise is when you want to hide behind science with climate change, it's to be ignorant of the actual science. Now, this is also indicative, this $1,200 gas prize, and again, go to wsbradio.com to register, is indicative of people being out of town for Labor Day. And it raises questions as to why a special election would be held the day after Labor Day. But there is a special election in House District 71 today. That is the east side of Noonan and the west side of Peachtree City, that area in there, the the Tyrone area as well in there. Um, House District 71, David Stover's district. Uh, If you live in that area, basically west of Lake McIntosh, east of, of Noonan in the Coweta County area, you need to go vote for Philip Singleton today. He's the combat veteran that's running, two bronze stars, combat veteran. And it's actually kind of a big deal because this is turning very quickly into a referendum on Speaker Ralston. Uh, There are a number of Republican operatives down there trying to help the Democrat beat this combat veteran, Philip Singleton. Why would Republicans be helping a Democrat beat a combat veteran? Because Singleton has made the Ralston scandal a big deal in his campaign. Uh, Philip Singleton has been out very bluntly saying the speaker needs to go. Uh, And so now you've got Republicans. Remember, this is a jungle primary. Democrats and Republicans all piled into the ballot together. And so you've got a number of Republicans trying to get out the vote for a Democrat to stop Philip Singleton, the Republican combat veteran. Uh, because they don't want this race to turn into a referendum on David Ralston. They're working very hard to prevent Philip Singleton from getting into the runoff. So, uh, if you're in the House District 71, you have time to go vote. Uh, Polls don't close for a while. you got plenty of time. I guess polls close at 7. Special election, House District 71. Again, it is Coweta County. If you know people in Coweta County, tell them to go vote. Special election. Their local precinct, where they normally vote for elections, is open for a special election and they need to go do that uh philip singleton i'm back in him he's the conservative i just find it very fascinating to watch it, it very much you also you have these these situations in the past remember um there oh, what was it it was a it was a special election for congress where you had a democrat running that barack obama wasn't progressive enough and you did have Democrats rally to try to block that person, even if it meant a Republican got elected, because you certainly didn't want to have a Democrat in Congress saying that Barack Obama, uh, wasn't progressive enough. And the same thing happens here. You got this David Ralston situation. Republicans are doing their best to avoid it. They don't want to make eye contact with it. And well, they're, they're just, we're having all sorts of trouble. Um, you got So you got to go stand up for what's right. I tell you, this is going to be an issue where the Republicans are still having to deal with it and going to be dealing with it for a while. Uh, the Ralston situation, the Democrats are doing robocalls in swing districts already about this. The issue is not going away, even if Ralston announces he's done. And the rumor is that this is Ralston's last term, that he's not going to run for reelection, uh, that he's done. Uh, yes, but you still have to get through the election. And as long as he is in power until that time, and then the Republicans can be accused of having protected him. And and worse, what if he decides to step down after the general session? And then suddenly Republicans have left him in power and allowed him to go with, with no culpability at all. Uh, you're going to have victims' rights advocates and others out there blowing up the situation, and deservedly so, I might add. The Republicans are going to get what they deserve on this attack because it's so clearly coming. And it's so clearly something they could head off. Now we need to get into other news. We're also expecting a press conference from the governor on the situation with the hurricane. It does, as I mentioned in the last uh, segment, appear that it's going to be avoiding the coast of Georgia. The contraflow situation is still in effect. Um, you cannot get to Savannah down I seventy uh, or down I sixteen right now. I ninety five is impassable as well. I twenty six in South Carolina is in contraflow from Charleston all the way up to Columbia, South Carolina. Traffic is a mess in all of those areas because of contraflow where the interstates go, um, they go away from the coast in all directions. Uh, So just keep that in mind. When we come back, we got to shift gears. I want to get into this conversation about what happened in Odessa, Texas, and the Democrats just really trying to capitalize on death in kind of a ghoulish sort of way. We should discuss it. Mm, Goodness, Uh, there's a breaking story on the AJC website. Uh, The pastor of a metro Atlanta church is being held without bond following his arrest for child molestation. According to the Forsyth County Sheriff's Office, uh, Benjamin Gus Harder, 80, was arrested Friday on one charge of molestation. He lives in Cumming. Um, He and his wife adopted 19 children from the Philippines where they built an orphanage and did other missionary work according to the website of his Sandy Springs-based church. Um, he has served as pastor of Ebenezer Primitive Baptist Church since 2014. Um, this is according to the AJC. Mm, goodness, I uh, hate to hear stories like this. Okay, can we? we need to talk about this gun situation. Because... They're really, there are a lot of people screaming that something must be done. You know, Walmart has decided to stop selling handgun ammunition. Y'all, I buy a lot of handgun ammunition. I did not even know that Walmart sold handgun ammunition. Now, I, I don't have a Walmart immediately near me that uh, even sold, that even sells guns. I know there are Walmarts that sell guns, but I, I I really, I had no idea that Walmart sold handgun ammunition. I knew they sold shotguns and I knew they sold shotgun ammunition. Apparently they're still going to sell shotguns. They're, they're still going to sell guns, but they're not going to sell handgun ammunition and, amu- and other types of ammunition. It's They really are trying to have it both ways. They're trying to cave to the mob, while not caving. And that's not going to help them at all. Remember Dick's Sporting Goods. We had to go to a Dick's Sporting Goods yesterday because we needed socks for soccer for my 10-year-old. And my wife would very much prefer to go to an academy. Uh, but we couldn't find what we needed in his size there. So we had to go to Dick's. And they're they're still suffering from the gun situation, uh, from how they handled guns. It's, it really is just something. But you, when you take the, the global warming situation, the climate change demands from the left... And you combine that as well with the gun situation. What you have is activist uh, members of the media demanding that something be done, but they don't actually want to say what they want done. I mean, for example, let me play this audio. This is Beto O'Rourke. This is not the F-bomb. Thank you. He was on CNN and dropped an F-bomb. But listen to this. How would your policies
0: have prevented what happened in Odessa and Midland?
1: Yeah, I'm also thinking about
0: the people in the Permian Basin in West Texas and Midland and Odessa right now. And I wanna make sure that we take action on their behalf and on behalf of everyone in this country. Universal background checks that close every loophole, red flag laws to stop people who have firearms before it is too late if they pose a danger to themselves or someone else. Ending the sale of weapons of war, AR-15s, AK-47s. They were designed to kill people. Stop, stop,
1: a- stop, stop, stop. You know what? An AR-15 is not a weapon of war. Just because it looks like something a soldier would nu- use does not mean it is a weapon of war. And when you say that, you show yourself to be ignorant
0: as efficiently in as great a number as possible.
2: Do we know that that was the type of weapon used in the shooting?
0: We don't know, but in El Paso, it was a variant of an AK-47 that killed 22 people. So not And anymore. grievously injured many more. These are weapons of war and they're used as instruments of terror in our country. And so I think in addition to those steps that I just described,
1: it is really important that we buy back those weapons of war that are out on our streets. Stop. Okay, the, 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 that's enough of that guy. I don't know about you, but when I bought my guns, I went to ShotSpot in Carrollton, Georgia and bought several guns from ShotSpot in Carrollton, Georgia. I was at the gun range on Sunday, actually, at ShotSpot. I have bought guns at Barrow in Butler. I have bought guns at Adventure Outdoors in Smyrna. I have bought guns at uh, Stoddard's. I bought guns at Clyde's Armory. I never bought a gun from Uncle Sam. So I, I don't know how Beto O'Rourke says Uncle Sam needs to buy back my gun when I didn't buy it from Uncle Sam in the first place. I mean, this is like, say, my rights come from government, that, that my right to vote comes from the government as opposed to from God, as the Declaration of Independence says. Uh, uh, there's no gun buy back because I did not buy my gun from the government. I had to fill out a bunch of forms. By the way, you can tell the people who say it's easier to buy a gun than cold medicine have never bought a gun before and probably haven't bought cold medicine either. There's a lot of this, though. It is agenda pushing. The bodies have not yet been put in the ground, and they are already lying to try to advance an agenda, and that is gross and disgusting. It really is pathetic, Uh, but that's what we've expected, and, and the media is okay with this. The media is okay with this. By the way, we're learning this evening uh, that the shooter in uh, Odessa, Texas bought from a private person. So you've immediately got the media out now saying, aha, we need to close that loophole. We need to make sure that private sales also have to have a background check, which I, I suspect they're going to get to that at some point. Uh, just just the whole thing is it, it's just ghoulish how you get a hurricane you get a mass shooting, and the media rushes out with gun control, gun control, and climate change, climate change, but they don't actually have legitimate solutions that would actually solve the problems. Now, what about the solutions, and what about the problems? There's actually some very interesting research out. there. Is There is really interesting data out there that refers to mass shootings as a social contagion. And what the data is getting at is that The number, the the amount of violent crime in this country is at an all time low, but the number of mass shootings defined as four or more people, excluding the shooter, um, killed or injured in a shooting event is increasing rapidly and it appears to be contagious. Now we have known for a long time that things can be social disorder can be contagious whether it's the Salem witch trials or uh, you name it, there there have been things throughout history. I've documented them on the show before uh, things that were considered socially contagious that spread through society. Um, And you, it's very easy uh, to have certain segments of society whip them into a frenzy. And what we're seeing is disordered young men being affected in this social contagion. We know, for example, that uh, copycat suicides are something that can happen. We know, for example, that the dancing people in, in the Holy Roman Empire who fell over dead after two weeks of dancing, uh, that they, they came under some sort of social contagion, that there's something, it, It's not. A, it's not a bacteria, it's not a virus, it, it's something in behavior that triggers other susceptible people to behave in that way. And there's a growing body of evidence that shows uh, malcontented young men who were abused in unstable families, uh, over time, grow up. They want to lash out. They want to get attention. And there's a, the great way to get attention is to commit an act of mass violence because they know the media is going to cover it. They know their name's going to get out there. They know they're going to be infamous. And they know in some way people are finally going to be scared of them. They're going to be the one acting out, as opposed to them being scared of someone else. And th- th- what the left in the media would have you say is, we got to ban guns. We got to ban guns. We got to ban guns. We got to. We got to buy back guns as if we bought guns from the government in the first place. And that doesn't actually address the underlying issue and the underlying issue needs to be addressed, but the underlying issue cannot be addressed by our present society. And the reason the underlying issue cannot be addressed by our present society is actually very simple. It would require a recommitment to a two parent nuclear household, particularly a two parent heterosexual nuclear household and we would run up into opponents of gay marriage. But let's say we, we, even, we even toss that out in just two-parent household. The problem is that we have built a society in the last 40 years on the idea that moms and dads are interchangeable, they're expendable, and we can make no indictment on family because if you make an indictment on the collapse of family, you are somehow indicting uh, certain socio-ethnic and demographic uh, boundaries within the country. We're not allowed to do that. If we say that uh, kids raised by a single parent – or do not perform as well as kids raised by a two-parent nuclear household, then you have hundreds of thousands of single mothers who take offense at that. You do. I get it all the time on this program. I do. I kid you not. By me mentioning this tonight, I will get angry emails and tweets from single mothers who are offended that I said kids raised in a two-parent heterosexual nuclear household, our research shows for years now, are the most stable kids, and they'll be offended that I'm somehow insulting them. I'm not. But that's how it's heard. And so people don't want to have that discussion. It becomes deeply problematic when you want to be able to fix these situations. It is Eric Erickson here. Stick around. we got a few minutes. We'll find out if someone has won... $1,200 $1,200 in gas money at the top of the hour. The phone number if you want to be a part of the program, 404-872-0750 one wsb Talk. If you haven't heard a we have captured Florida man in the wild. Florida man uh, caught in, in the wild on video as an interesting way to solve the hurricane situation.
2: Can't see how they haven't come up with some kind of way to com- combat these storms yet. They keep saying now, uh, you know, two days ago, three days ago, oh, it said this, but it's going to hit all this warm weather, all this warm weather and warm water. We have a Navy. Why don't the Navy come and drop
1: ice in the warm water so it, that it can't get going as fast as it's going?
2: There's got to be ways to combat this instead of just pointing at the thing and say, well, it's uh, now it's getting worse. Yeah, we know it's getting worse, but you tell us. Oh, it's the warm weather. Oh, it's the wind. Well, we have an Air Force. Drive some Air Force planes around to get the winds going the opposite way. Get The Navy to go in circles to fight it the other way.
1: Yeah. Drop ice cubes in the water and have the planes fly clockwise to counteract the counterclockwise circular rotation. Of the storms. Now, I, I believe I saw that in Superman, that Superman can actually do that. Superman can fly around the world so fast that he can slow down and reverse the world and, and roll back time. I, I do remember that. And I mean, if it was in a movie, clearly, uh, listen, if Superman could do it in a movie to the entire time system on planet Earth, that clearly uh, F 22s should be able to do it with a hurricane. Um, uh, Just, this was. This was impressive. I I, got to give it to him. That was very, very impressive. Okay. Uh, We got a lot more we need to cover tonight, including Joe Biden, uh, whether or not Jesus is a socialist, and the left's continuing to tout Greta Thunberg. But when I come back, I really, 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 really want to talk about the um, increasing... Mob rule by the left, the the demands of the mob must be met, Uh, outing and shaming people who support the president. And now the latest is outing and shaming people who support the National Rifle Association. Uh, Even on CNN, you got people calling for this.
0: And
1: we have a it is nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number, if you'd like to be a part of the program, 404 872 750 1800 WSB talk let's get into the news of the day beginning with the mob rule that we're seeing come out now in politics. I want to play you some audio I said CNN, my apologies, it's MSNBC I should have known better Uh, Susan Del Persio I I cannot pronounce her last name my apologies. She was on MSNBC talking about what she wants to see in terms of gun control. This is a growing issue on the left in particular.
0: I think at this point it's up to the the advocates on gun safety to really start playing tough dirty pool with the NRA and start going after their board members we've seen it in boycotts on advertising I think it's meant to hold every single member of that board accountable in their hometowns and go after them and their businesses and call them out because until we're gonna nothing will get changed until basically you're one or two steps removed from someone who's been touched by an act of gun violence. And we've seen one congressman get there, but unfortunately, I think until it hits a critical mass, we won't see it.
1: Um, You've seen one congressman get there. You you know, you've seen one congressman who has been impacted by mass shooting, and he's not in favor of gun control, which is notable. But let's not let the facts get in our way. There is a disturbing trend on the American left now, to essentially embrace a majoritarian mob rule, our founders were deeply skeptical of the majority. And the civil rights movement, I think, should give everyone pause on the majority, particularly in the South, how the majority in the South, particularly the white majority in the South, wanted to keep civil rights from the black population well, we should all learn from this that, that the mob, the majority is not a good way to govern ourselves. The minority is entitled to certain rights and protections and when the majority refuses to give those rights and protections, we end in a very bad place. We see this as well with this growing movement around the country to sh- shame and ostracize those individuals in this country who support the president. 62 million people voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and there is a large and vocal. I shouldn't say large. It is a small but very, very vocal and highly prominent uh, section of the left in this country that believes that those who voted for the president should not be able to hold jobs, should not be able to wear red caps in public, should not be treated as friends. On and on we go. This is not a good situation for the country. You see as well, for example, this situation today with a man named Benjamin Penn. He is a writer for Bloomberg News. He has cost a man named Leif Olson his job at the Department of Labor. Leif Olson, one of the handful of people helping rewrite some business regulations that the labor movement did not like. I don't think it's a coincidence that Ben Penn went after him uh, as a result of this and is now bragging about them being down a person in writing these regulations perceived as anti-union. What he did, this reporter for Bloomberg News is he mischaracterized, willfully mischaracterized, I think, statements made by Lee Folson on his social media feed and generated a story that Lee Folson is an anti-Semite white nationalist, when in fact even a casual reading of his social media posts would show he was ridiculing the alt-right who backed a guy against Paul Ryan, Leif Olson supported Paul Ryan, was ridiculing the white nationalists uh, and their candidate, Paul Nealon, against Paul Ryan. And yet, if you believe this report from Bloomberg News, the guy was a closet white nationalist. Even reporters are coming out saying, "This this is a foul, this is bad, this is wrong. But I... You, you see this aggressiveness on the left, willfully mischaracterizing people on the right, willfully trying to gin up a mob. Now they want to come for NRA board members and have them harassed in public and in restaurants and at their businesses. This is a very unfortunate and destabilizing aspect of the left that a lot of people are are taking to broadcast news to try to mainstream, and we should watch for it. Now, in this regard, we need to get into the gun control debate and what they want to do in addition to targeting um, Second Amendment supporters and NRA supporters. Let me play some clips for you. This is Joe Biden over the weekend talking about the Second Amendment.
2: What happened was, what happened was, let's get something straight. I think the Second Amendment, in fact, says people have a right to bear arms. But, but here's the deal. The deal is like every amendment, for example, First Amendment, you have free speech. No one in here can stand up and yell fire because it will cause damage. People will rush out of here, people will get hurt. Every single solitary amendment has a limitation on it. Now, the limitation that exists on 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 the Second Amendment is nowhere does it say you can own any kind of weapon you want. Nowhere does it say no nowhere does it say anyone can own a weapon. Yeah, actually,
1: it says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, That's a pretty big deal, actually. Um, You don't get your rights from the government. You get your rights from God. Well, where does this go and where do we begin? Here's Rick Scott, senator from Florida, on the issue. Beto
0: Work was just on uh, on the set, on this program. Uh, He supports a ban on so-called assault weapons, as do many others. How do you explain to him, and 60% of Americans who agree with him, why weapons of war should remain on the streets? Well, I believe in all the amendments, including the second. I don't want to take weapons away from even events. weapons of war. Well, everybody has their definition of things, but what we are to look at? Why don't we look at the people that have the problems and, ta- and look at taking all their weapons uh, away from them? And why not do both? Yeah, I want to do the things that I think I think work. I think the red flags laws work. I think, in in school situation, we put in. Um, uh, mental health counselors and law enforcement. After the polls, I added more counterterrorism experts. So I, what i am done is say, what actually would solve that problem? And that's how I, I think we ought to all do it in Congress. So just to put a button on it, an assault weapons ban is a non-starter in, in this current Congress. No, I'm focused. I'm focused on the the people who have problems.
1: Yes, focus on the people who have problems. Although I've got to say, uh, the more and more we're seeing the left harassment of individuals around the country, I don't think red flag laws are where we should go look at the kid in Colorado the school district has now backed down in Colorado this was the kid who wasn't allowed to go back to school because he went shooting with his mother and in shooting with his mother um well the school decided somebody filed him as a threat and in someone filing him as a threat uh, the school blocked him from coming back if if that's the restraint used with red flag laws this is just completely undermining the second amendment Um, that's deeply problematic. If you haven't registered to win, go to wsbradio.com right now and register. So you can have a chance to win free gas money. You got to do that. Also, if you're in house district 71, that's Coweta County. If you live in Coweta County and you're to the east of Noonan, you need to go vote today for preferably Philip Singleton, but there's a special election down in Coweta County today for the state house. And you need to go vote down there too. The phone number here is 404-872-0750-1800 WSB talk. I I, got to tell you again, a $1,300 at 8am in the morning uh, for the free gas. So pretty big deal. Uh, This is happening up at Ingalls in Cartersville, or at least it it happened uh, late last week, Uh, 50 people, well over 50 people, Turned out for a demonstration outside the Ingalls supermarket in Cartersville on Joe Frank Harris Parkway on Wednesday afternoon. I've been in that Ingalls, by the way. When I went up to Barnsley Gardens, I stopped by there and bought groceries, beer for the cabin that I was staying in demonstration organizers said the gathering was meant to show support for Barbara Crow, a 75 year old supermarket employee who allegedly was ordered to stop praying for customers passing through the grocery stores, checkout lanes. She always asks them in advance. She never does it. If they don't want, one or two, said 51-year-old Cartersville resident Kimberly Bennett. In some cases, the retail line was getting a little bit long because people love her and they want to go through her line. Bennett served as something of a spokeswoman for Crow who didn't wish to speak to anyone. While Ingles corporate parents have yet to make an official announcement on the matter as a press time, Bennett said that apparently some customers have complained about Crow's prayer sessions holding up transactions, and that purportedly led to an edict coming down before the Ingles employee of five years to refrain from praying for shoppers. Now, I got to tell you, by the way, uh, kudos to Andrew Height, uh, the Adairsville Remnant Church, leading the crowd in prayer there for her. But I got to tell you, I'm really torn on this one because I think it is so sweet uh, that you have a a checkout clerk at Ingalls who's praying for the people uh, who are checking out. I think that is so sweet. But I also have been to plenty of Ingalls' where you have self-checkout one lane. Kroger does this sometimes, and it just drives me up the walls. And if you're in the if you're in the one lane, and you're not moving because the prayers are going long, you're probably going to be upset. So I, I I get the situation. This is just I, I'm it, it's a sad situation. Uh If the prayers are short and pithy, uh I suspect a lot of people wouldn't complain. But when the line's backing up, particularly if people are going another way to get in this lane, uh, so that they can have prayer. It, it is such a sweet thing to do, and surely they can find some sort of balance between letting this cashier pray for the people in the line and not having the line back up. I would hope they could find some balance. I tell you what, though. If I was in line, and I, yeah, y'all, listen, I'm I'm not nearly as good about going to church as I need to be. I I am a sinner. But, but... If I was in a line and someone was paying had coupons and was writing with a check, and I had to wait for a prayer, I probably would lose my religion. i'm I'm just being honest with you. Um, If there was a check writer with coupon, I, I, I think there should be a designated line for people who want to check out with a check and coupons. And that line should only be intermittently staffed so that the people with the check and the coupons can understand what the rest of us are feeling like. But that's a whole nother story. When we come back, forget weed in Colorado. Have you heard about forest bathing? It is Eric Erickson here. Atlanta's Evening News. That breaking news from the governor. Uh, essentially, the storm is wobbling still, and it it's we're outside the cone of uncertainty, but things can change. They're still going to see coastal flooding. Still going to see winds. That—that's one thing. The storm is weakened, but the uh, extent of damaging winds has expanded. Uh, so you got to be careful now we need to discuss forest bathing this from the daily beast. Um, this is becoming the trend in Colorado and you're saying weed and, and I got a lot of friends who they, they heard me say I was going to talk about this and they're saying, yep, yep. eh, Weed has something to do with it. Well, this isn't actually like skinny dipping in the woods or rubbing around in the moss. Nope, nope, nope. Forest bathing actually has nothing to do with bathing and it doesn't even take place in the forest necessarily. Um, it's the Japanese practice of Shinrin-yoku, which translates to forest bathing or taking in the forest atmosphere. It's essentially walking through the woods and has become so popular in Colorado. Guides are available in half a dozen cities and a forest therapy guide training program in Colorado this September fills up many months in advance. Forest bathing is growing in popularity around the world. You can go absorb the forest. Essentially, it's forest therapy. So you walk through the woods, you smell the pine. You literally actually get up to and stick your nose into the pine and smell the pine. You run your hand in the dirt and feel the dirt and smell it. One person may lean against a tree and smell the bark of a ponderosa pine, while someone else may splash in a stream, meaning each person has a different experience. We were invited to close our eyes and tune into each of our senses, the senses of space, the sense, the sounds, the feel, even the taste of the wood. We were invited to slowly turn and notice how our senses may differ in each direction. Um, so basically it's people who go walk in the woods as we've always done. And suddenly it's, it's trendy again. And they're giving it this, this trendy Japanese term. They're translated as forest bathing. And you know, these people are smoking weed along the way too. You know it. I, I just, this is, this is silly to me. What's old is new again, wandering around the woods in a meditative state. It's now called forest bathing. There are suckers born every minute. I I I tell you. Now a buddy of mine texts me. Uh he actually texting me right now and he says that no actually uh these people usually are baked out of their minds when they're doing this. In fact some guides encourage it, it seems. Uh okay. It doesn't surprise me. I I just It's not that I've run out of stuff to talk about. I'm just deeply intrigued by the way these concepts come back. They're old concepts, walking around the woods in a meditative state. And it's suddenly like, we've never heard this before. Have you guys, did you know you can walk around the woods and smell the scents and and have peace and quiet and meditate, but there's a problem. There is always a problem. There are too many people doing it. It's hard to be restful in the woods and contemplating Mother Nature when everybody else is doing By the way, this completely reminds me. I forgot about this. I forgot about the story. I read this over the weekend. The, the New York Times treated as serious, as legit, a woman who is a researcher into plants and actually literally believes, and I mean literally in the literal sense, she literally believes the plants talk to her. In fact, she says it was an oak tree that inspired some of her research into plants. And it was sprouts that inspired other research. They told her to research in a certain way. And she made all sorts of discoveries. Uh, yeah. this, is a, this is a newspaper that regularly ridicules Christians for their beliefs in a God who came to earth as a man, was nailed to a cross, died and rose again from the dead. The New York Times will ridicule that belief, and yet this dude, or this woman rather, tells the New York Times that an oak tree talked to her and told her how to conduct a research experiment, and the New York Times plays it perfectly straight. Absolutely straight. Which begs the question of what does she eat? Does she eat plants? Does she murder plants? Or does she only eat? animal species that eat the plants uh, because they're the bad guys they never actually delved into that at the new york times well at least she wasn't a christian